Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Tuesday, June 15th, and you're tuned in to the Cleveland Baseball Talk podcast. I'm Joe Noga, joined by Paul Hoynes, our tribe beat writer. Hoynesy, uh, I guess the, the day that sort of every Indians fan and follower and uh, reporter kind of kind of really feared uh, uh, crept up on us and, and took place yesterday. Uh, the Indians announced Shane Bieber uh, is on the injured list with a, uh, a strained right shoulder, a, a subscapularis strain in his right shoulder. Uh, Bieber went to the medical staff after his outing on Sunday, uh, got checked out, and he thought that he could maybe pitch through it, but it turns out that there's some inflammation and swelling in there. Uh, the Indians have shut Shane Bieber down for two weeks, uh, no throwing, and then they'll reevaluate him after that. Uh, this, this isn't the end of it. There could be even more bad news coming, uh, depending on how that reevaluation goes in two weeks. Yeah, Joe. I mean, uh, you know, the, the muscle they're talking about is one of the, the largest muscle in the rotator cuff, uh, one of three muscles there. And you don't want to mess with that. You, uh, you know, people come back from elbow surgery, Tommy John all the time, but the, uh, that shoulder up, you know, if he has, I'm, you know, heaven forbid, I, and we, we're not even at that point, but it is much harder to re- rebound from shoulder surgery than elbow surgery. And so they're going to be very, very cautious with this. They've got, this is their ace and uh, the last guy in the world they could afford to lose. And uh, what, they're four games into this stretch, uh, you know, 30 games in 31 days, just uh, devastating news, devastating. You can't, you can't, sugar-coated right the the rotation was already at its thinnest possible you couldn't go any further uh with just it was basically Shane Bieber and Aaron Savali and then you know pick your poison three other guys who who maybe give you three four innings at a time now it's Aaron Savali and even fewer options uh they don't even know who's going to start the uh the series finale on Thursday yeah, the barbarians are at the gate here, Joe. It's, uh, it's, uh, I, I, it's, it's something else, man. And, uh, you know, they, uh, you know, Mejia, I thought did a nice job last night, gave him four innings. And I guess that's how, that's the way they're just going to have to work this. Um, right. It, it looks like they're going to piece games together and, and use guys on short rest and bring guys back 
uh, early in in the rotation because uh, Terry Francona said he took uh, J.C. Mejia out of the game uh, after the fourth inning. He said he could have probably pitched a fifth inning uh, after 55 pitches, but he wanted to see if he's able to bring Mejia back either Friday or Saturday uh, to start again. And, and that's, that's an interesting approach. I think they're, uh, they're still not at the point where they can go out and either try and make a trade and get somebody who, who can give them some innings or, you know, sign somebody or bring somebody up. They're, they're still just sort of looking at this as a, as a we'll handle it internally sort of thing. Yeah, I, and I don't know how much longer that'll last. We're going to get a real good look on, a real good idea of how they feel this team know what their chance they feel what the organization feels their chances are of of competing uh of being uh you know a contender through this through this stretch of games when they come out we'll know uh if they're they're if they're buyers or sellers or you know which which way they turn because joe i mean you know it, it's it's not a it's not uh you know we're not they're not trying to split the atom here you know they need a starter they need mm-hmm. a guy that can come in and get five or six innings and they've got to go out and get somebody. Could, could we have seen this coming? Could you have predicted this injury for Shane Bieber based on the way that they rode him in the first month to two months of the season? Well, I think he, he got pitched hard, you know, he got pitched hard in, in cold weather too. That game against the White Sox in, at, uh, at in Chicago. I mean, I think he threw 120 pitches, 121 pitches, uh, you know, against Giolato, I think he, he went head to head and that was, you know, and they kind of, you know, he, and he, you could see the effects of that. He wasn't, uh, you know, he wasn't to Shane Bieber after a couple of those starts. Uh, and then just, just this last, you know, he won three in a row and it looked like, you know, he's starting to get it back and back together again. And then this, you know, the, uh, start against, uh, the start against uh, Seattle on Sunday, uh, he just wasn't the same. And thank God he raised his hand and said, "Hey, let's get let's get this checked out." And didn't try to pitch through pitch through it and, and do any more damage to that shoulder. Right. That's the hope is that uh, you know by doing that by by sort of getting it checked early uh, that they might have caught things before you know everything got blown up and messed up in that shoulder uh, by by shutting him down and letting it heal a little bit and, and, and maybe giving him some rest that, you know, maybe there's a chance that he can avoid some sort of surgery. Uh, and, and we don't know, we're, we're certainly not at that point of an evaluation yet, but uh, so you basically just have to put him on the back shelf and, and say, you know, move forward without Shane Bieber now. Uh, and, and that's not something that this team was geared to do at the start of the season. You know, the, the guys that you couldn't have, injured we've seen you know multiple guys on that list be be injured uh Shane Bieber Zach Plesac uh Framo Reyes all all Roberto Perez all guys who who were vital to this team having any chance at success and and now they they just seem to be sort of floating there uh in second place in the division uh still hunting the the second place in the wild card race but uh, you know, does this team have what it takes to to hang long enough to to get some of these guys back? Yeah, you know, Joe, this is uh, you know, this is the the gamble they took. You know, when they stripped down this lineup, when they stripped down this roster, when they went to a fifty million dollar payroll, uh, you know, the, the 
the team had a top layer of uh, talent and they knew if that top layer of talent got hurt or, you know, had a setback or didn't perform well, they didn't have the depth to cover it. And that's what's happening right now. You know, it's amazing that they are where they are right now, you know, based on this, because now, you know, we're going to, they're really, really, really going to be challenged right now. And, and for so long and for, for, for so many years here, the last couple of seasons, we've talked about the Indians pitching factory and how the, you know, the, the development system was able to get uh, young guys ready quickly and have them produce at the major league level and help the team at the major league level win. Uh, does all of this mean that, you know, there's a, uh, <laughs> that they've shuttered the factory, that they've, they've shut down the factory in terms of uh, the, the success of the pitching factory, or is the, maybe the pandemic and the way that, you know, losing the minor league seasons and having to readjust the way they, they approach player development over the last year and year and a half, uh, you know, really sort of affected that and impacted their uh, ability to, to develop young players that they could plug in here at this point. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, I think that's, I think all of those things come into play, Joe. And uh, right now, uh, you know, they've been hit hard in, in the minor leagues too, with injuries. Uh, you know, uh, Logan Allen is hurt. Uh, Scott Moss is hurt. Uh, Eli Morgan came up and, you know, had a terror, you know, had to pitch in a tornado, got sent back down. Tristan McKenzie has had his problems. So, you know, I think when you look at that 2016 class, that draft class of Beaver, Savali, and Police Act, you know, that was an aberration. That was an outlier, you know, and uh, good for the Indians, but I think maybe that set the bar very, very high. And, you know, you can't, you can't just produce, you know, continually pitcher after pitcher after pitcher like those three guys and, and, and that were able to come up and, and really not only survive in the big leagues, but have success. Well, we talked, you know, about the sort of this critical mass approaching of, and, and little did we know that a few hours later that, uh, that the Beaver injury would, would be the tipping point of it. Uh, at what point do they just sort of abandon the plan and, and they have to go out and either trade for a, a veteran that can give them some innings, a guy that's, you know, hot that they wouldn't have to, to bring along and warm up or sign somebody who's, who's out there and, and, you know, give him enough time to get uh, stretched out, acclimated and, and inserted into the rotation. Yeah, I think it, it all depends you know, are, do they make, when they make up their mind, are they a contender or, or do they, you know, they, ju they just ride out the string here and, uh, you know, get, get their young guys as much experience as they can and uh, kind of pull in their horns and get ready for next season. I think that's, that's, what, that's the next move here. Yeah. And not a lot of people are going to like hearing the, uh, the, okay, well, we're, we're going to bag it for next season. Uh, if, if they're they're hoping to get back, uh, people to the ballpark uh, over the next couple of months here, uh, now that we're at full capacity, I, I I think that would be a a terrible plan. But you know we don't make those decisions, I guess. There's never been a better time to register for Indian Subtext and get all your Cleveland Indians news with updates from Cleveland.com reporters Paul Hoynes 
and Joe Noga. Get on board now by going to joinsubtext.com slash Cleveland Indians. Our subscriber-based service gives you the latest news, analysis, and more from the Indians. For $3.99 a month, you get everything we're hearing from the team and the first word before things are announced. We text you big breaking news directly to your phone, even before it's up on cleveland.com. And you can text us directly with your questions and opinions on everything from the team's name to that day's lineup. And it's the only way to get your questions and comments on the Cleveland Baseball Talk podcast. Why sign up? Hear from one of our subscribers. I'm uh, Jeff Heinerson. I grew up there in Milan, Ohio, but I now live out in Idaho. I've been here for 40 years, and uh, my son was born and raised here, and I got him as a birthday present, uh, your subtext. And I wanted to thank Paul for sending him a birthday greeting and to tell you that he is really enjoying the subtext. He even He's not from Ohio, but because he grew up with me, he's hardcore Indian fan. <laughs> so thanks again. Jeff and all of our Indian subtext subscribers agree. There's a lot going on with the Indians, and the best way to keep up is with Indian subtext. Go to joinsubtext.com slash Cleveland Indians, or better yet, text Hoinsey at 216-208-4346. Again, that's 216-208-4346. We look forward to hearing from you on Indian Subtext. Uh, let's talk a little bit about last night's game and Jose Ramirez. Uh, he came through again, basically, uh, in the clutch. Yeah, in the sixth inning, facing Tyler Wells. Uh, of the Orioles, uh, had a, a, a good at-bat, fought back when he was behind in the count, uh, and fought off some pitches, fouled off a pitch, uh, fouled a pitch about 280 feet down the, the right field line that uh, Stevie Wilkerson, the, the Orioles' second baseman, uh, looked, looked like he was playing uh, <laughs> short right field. He was all the way out there on the track, uh, dropped the ball in foul territory, so uh, he was charged with an error on the play because that ball, that catch should have been made. Uh, the very next pitch, uh, Tyler Wells throws Jose Ramirez a, uh, a changeup. And as, as Jose Ramirez often does, he, he hammered that changeup off the fence uh, in right field, uh, scored what turned out to be the, uh, the game-winning run uh, for the Indians. Uh, just another example of no matter – you know, what the situation, Jose Ramirez is a guy that, you know, he can deliver for this team uh, all season long. Yeah, just a great big, you know, big clutch hit. And if you give Jose a, Jose Ramirez a second chance, you know, you're, da- you're, you're dancing with the devil right there. I mean, he, he, he more likely than not, he's going to make you pay. And, uh, you know, you just think what he's done here, Joe, what he's been able to accomplish with not a whole lot of help around in front of him or in back of him. Uh, just, he's just had a, he's been a driving force on this team. I mean, he, he makes contact. He, you know, he, he gets on base. He consistently gets on base. He drives in runs uh, and nothing seems to bother him. You know, he's, he's the same guy day in, day out, one at bat to the next. You don't see him get frustrated. I think he just, he just likes playing baseball. Last 11 games for Jose Ramirez, 381. He's hitting 16 for 42 with seven extra base hits, 10 RBIs. Uh, over, you know, he's hitting 315, 14 homers, 35 RBIs uh, when the Indians are winning uh, games uh, compared to 221 with three RBIs when the Indians lose. So, I mean, it, it really is how Jose Ramirez goes, the, the Indians' offense goes. Um, 
his 295 extra base hits since 2017, ranks second in baseball behind Nick Castellanos. Uh, that, that's, you know, pretty impressive. A, a, a guy who, you know, Castellanos is probably making twice as much as, as Jose Ramirez. Uh, he, and just the productivity that Ramirez has been able to, to put up is, is incredible. And, and Hey, we, we, we saw, uh, you know, at least early in that ball game, uh, on, on Monday after getting the news about Shane Bieber, sort of a gut punch to the team, the Indians came out and they, they scored three runs in the first inning. The, the offense didn't, didn't roll over, uh, uh, Cesar Hernandez, Ahmed Rosario, they get on base, uh, Ramirez brings him in with a, or bring one run in with a, a fly ball, uh, error, uh, base hit. But, uh, Bobby Bradley also comes up with a, an RBI single there in the, uh, in the first inning. Yeah. It was great to see Bradley get that hit. He went the other way. I don't know if he was trying to go the other way on that show, <laughs> but, uh, it, it certainly looked good. And, uh, you know, that's, that's not something we saw from Bradley, you know, two years ago when he came up and had his first shot here. And, uh, you know, he's just, uh, he's just been a delight to watch. He's, he's been fun to watch and, and you, you think more, you know, and, and I kind of got it why they kept Bauer, you know, uh, you know, Jake Bowers, I, I, I understood it at the beginning, but now when you see what Bradley has done, you're wondering what was going through the Indians heads here. I mean, how, 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 how long do you have to be hit on, hit on the head with a two by four before the light goes on? Right. Yeah. That's, that's sort of the thing is it's like, you've been doing this long enough. You know what a guy who's ready looks like. And it was, it was Bobby Bradley at the end of spring training. I, I, I just don't understand the decision. Uh, you want to hear an amazing stat for Bobby Bradley so far since he's been back up with the Indians, 23 plate appearances, three strikeouts. He had one last night. It was a swinging strike, but three total strikeouts. I think the Indians will take that with Bobby Bradley and live with whatever else he does at the plate. If he's putting the ball in play, if he's putting the bat on the ball, it doesn't matter. As long as he's not striking out 130 times, uh, three strikeouts in 23 plate appearances, that's, that's pretty amazing considering it's Bobby Bradley. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I know, uh, you know, I think if, if Bradley had, had gone down, you know, and, and, you know, obviously he was disappointed when he got sent down, but I think if he had gone down and, and, and just, you know, kind of played a little better hit, hit for a higher average right away, maybe he would have been up here earlier, I, but it's still, you know, it still doesn't, you know, it, it all almost reminds me not of, of what they did with Lindor, you know, Lindor was down there, for the fourth, fourth minor league season. And he was kind of stuck in neutral. You know, if you look at his numbers when, at Columbus, when he was brought up, it was, there was nothing eye popping about it. There was mm -hmm. nothing, uh, you know, that, that, you know, the, the trumpets were blaring, but the, when he got up here, it was like, he was a different player. And I think sometimes players, if they've been in AAA too long, or if they've been in the minors too long, they think uh, the organization for some reason, isn't giving them a fair shot. You know, this is what happens. You know, you just get, you just go into neutral and maybe Bobby Bradley was stuck in neutral at Columbus. And now he's, now he's in fifth gear here. Yeah. Well, he's certainly taken off um, since, uh, since arriving uh, major league baseball uh, set to release their memo to uh, individual teams about how their ban on, or 
I don't want to say it's not a ban. It's just enforcing a rule that's on the books already. So uh, I guess Major League Baseball releasing their memo on their uh, stepped up enforcement of their rules that are already in place about sticky substances and pitchers using grip agents uh, to uh, increase spin on their balls. Uh, that's coming today. Uh, enforcement, I guess, the rumor is that it's going to start on the 21st, uh, which would be sometime next week. Uh, umpire is going to be inspecting pitchers uh, for substances on their persons as they come into games. Uh, you know, in between uh, during warmups and, and whatnot, so that that doesn't interrupt or disrupt the pace of play initiative. Uh, so this is coming, and ten game suspensions with pay are coming. Uh, I, I guess for uh, violators and and those to fo- be found uh, abusing the uh, the system. Uh, how do you think this is going to go, Hoinsey? Is it going to go over real well with the uh, with the players, with the pitchers? Uh, is there going to be some pushback? Are there going to be, uh, you know, guys getting hit more often? Uh, is offense going to go up? I think we've already seen uh, that effect uh, starting to take place. Uh, what's going to be the end result of this? Yeah, I, I think the end result is you're going to have a lot of happy hitters and a lot of <laughs> pitchers that are that are that are going to be unhappy. Uh, you know, I was talking to a coach. Uh, 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 Joe, and he said, it, it's, there, there's, it's, is everybody on every team knows who's cheating. You know, they said, it's, it's so easy. Everybody, if they say they know who's the, who the pitchers are cheating, especially the young pitchers, because they don't even try to hide it. You know, they, they, they're, they, they, it's indiscriminate. You know, they, if you're, if you're coaching and if you're watching the game, you know exactly where they're getting it from. And, and, you know, he said the older pitchers at least have some discretion, but the, the younger pitchers, you know, just are blatant, were blatantly cheating. So I think that, that kind of brought the hammer down here. And uh, so how does it work? I, what happens? I don't know. I mean, I can't see that, you know, I've read some stuff where the union might push back, but how, what are they going to push back on? You're going to push back because your guys are cheating, you know, you're catching, they're not cheating good enough. Well, if, if they, if they try to say it's a player safety issue or something like that, then I, I get it. I, the The player benefits to this, the, the the union side of it, you know, Garrett Cole got a $343 million contract based largely on his ability to spin a baseball, which increased when he went to Houston and started cheating. So the players union has all the incentive in the world for this status quo to remain the same because pitchers are going to continue to get these numbers if you let things stay the way they are. By cracking down, you're basically eliminating half the, the players in the sport or, or disadvantage, I, I want to say dis, disincentivizing, but they're, you know, half the players in the sport aren't going to be able to, you know, cheat their way to a $340 million contract. Uh, yeah, it's going to benefit hitters, so the hitters' contracts will all go up, and, and continue, you know you'll you'll see more Manny Machado and uh, Bryce Harper, uh, you know, deals out there. But uh, yeah, I don't know. Uh, Players Union really doesn't have a, a leg to stand on when it comes to a rule that's been on the books for over a hundred years. Yeah, and you know, good pitchers are still going to be good pitchers. You know, Garrett Garrett Cole is still going to be a good pitcher. Shane Bieber, when he comes back, is still going to be a good pitcher. Uh, you know, anybody. You know, um, you know, Trevor Bauer is still going to be a good pitcher. It's just going to be it, the playing field is going to be a little more level, I think. And that's that's what Major League Baseball wants. 
All right, Hoynes, we're going to wrap it up here. Uh, the series against Baltimore continues. Uh, we'll see how the Indian starting rotation holds up uh, against this pressure, against this uh, this sort of uh, you know new uh, new for new horizon, new frontier of of not knowing you know what's uh, what's the next uh, step in store for these guys. Uh, we'll follow along here with our coverage here on Cleveland.com with the Cleveland Baseball Talk podcast. Talk to you then. All right, Joe. 